Hey guys, just wanted to say real quick, uh, sorry for missing last week. Had an issue trying to get a sponsor lined up. Didn't work out, but it may come down the line in the future. Uh, for now, though, enjoy the episode about to be heard with Josh Kramer. Adventure Pants is intended for a mature studio audience. Any views espoused in the following podcast are held solely by the speaker and are not intended to be anything more than a joke. After all, this is just for fun. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Adventure Pants, episode number nine. With me this week is Mr. Josh Kramer. Hey, hello. And Josh joins us this week to tell a tale I believe that involves organized crime. <laughs> Let's jump right into that, shall we? So, yeah, um, I should just let all your expanding you know, listeners... Small now, but growing. Small but growing. Um, I am not part of the Russian mafia, um, <laughs> contrary to what some might believe. Um, so the story that I'm going to tell you today is uh, one that happened quite a while ago, um, back uh, way early in my college days, of where I was mistakenly identified as a member of the Russian mafia. <laughs> uh, so it all started... I was uh, going with a friend to Poland, mm -hmm. and so we get there. Everything's fine, but one thing you have to understand about me: when I was, you know, early in college, late in high school, early in college, I I really liked to wear like sports clothes, like you know, especially soccer. I was a okay. soccer player and everything. All right. So most of my wardrobe at the time consisted of soccer jerseys, athletic pants, that kind of stuff. Like tracksuit pants, that yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so the second night that I'm in Warsaw, Poland, uh, people I'm with, they decide that, you know, well, let, let's give them the experience because I was going to be there for about, you know, just under a month I was there. So uh, like, well, let's go out to one of the discotheques. Like, all right, mm -hmm. hey, this sounds great, you know. Uh, and so we, we walked there. No problem. I am noticing, though, you know, people are kind of glancing over at me. Sure. And I'm like, you know, I just kind of chalk it up to, I'm just some tourist here, you know, in Warsaw, going out one night. So people are like, uh, you know, look at this American over here. Um, at, but anyway, we get to the discotheque, and then there's this guy, this, like, real big guy, you know. And I had no idea. Like, at this point in my life, I hadn't really gone out to clubs or anything mm -hmm. so i the, the whole idea of a bouncer hadn't really set in all right the only thing i noticed was this big guy grabbing me by the collar of my shirt <laughs> and slamming me up against the wall this is instantaneous as you walk up to the club yes instantaneously like as i'm trying to gain admittance into the club <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't like you know i mean people were just walking by it wasn't like one of those clubs that had like the big long line out in front of it or anything mm -hmm. it was like they had a separate bar area and then downstairs uh well it was like the outside area was the uh was like the bar area okay and then they had this set of stairs that would go downstairs where you'd go into the discotheque okay so but anyway i'm at like the basically the walkway and this guy slams me up against the wall and he just starts speaking to me in polish and i don't know a single word in polish <laughs> it's, it's my second day there um and the first day basically consisted of me just sleeping because i was so jet lagged 
Uh, but anyway, the guy just starts and he starts pointing at me, you know, and he starts like looking me up and down and everything and, and saying something in Polish and I don't understand it. So all he's just like that. rapid fire yelling yeah. at you. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. and then like these two guys like come up in front of them, uh, or, or standing next to him rather. And they're just kind of looking me over. Like, I guess they're kind of wondering like, you know, what am I going to do? And I'm this right. scrawny little, you know, the buck 40 you know, <laughs> guy this dude is huge punk kid on yeah, vacation right? yeah. yeah and and so uh what ends up happening then is i just tell the guy i don't understand you i'm not <laughs> trying to be rude i don't understand and and i start like speaking spanish maybe he knows like, no comprende it's like i don't i don't know <laughs> and so and and he keeps pointing down and i go my shoes and then he he just nods he just gives me this nod like yeah you know in the affirmative and what the hell's with my shoes i don't i don't get this yeah well anyway i think after about you know what what seemed like an eternity here it was probably only like a minute or two yeah but he just kind of rolls his eyes at me and just kind of lets me go in uh-huh. which i'm like you know which now i'm even thinking more like if this guy's a bouncer what what the hell kind of bouncer starts yelling at someone and this oh you can go in yeah yeah <laughs> so, oh whatever I'm yeah. tired of this just go ahead so I go in have your Polish beer yeah and and uh, you know now now the the two people I was with at the time I should probably mention had just kind of walked in uh, they and, left like, you they pretty much just left like they didn't see this happen <laughs> I was behind them uh-huh. and so it was almost like discreet like stealth how this guy did this just. He, like whisked you about the you yeah. know, from the back of the trio, I guess. and and I like said something to them, but you know the music was playing. I guess they didn't hear me, and I guess they probably got up to the bar. I was like, "Where'd Josh go?" Yeah. <laughs> I swear that he brought that guy with him. You he know, was so right nice of them us. to like yeah, come yeah. back and look to make sure I was okay. Sure, right? yeah. Um, so the guy lets me go. I eventually meet up with uh with my two friends that are there, and we get our beer and everything, and we go sit down at a table. And the 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 friends that they were meeting, you know, were friends from school. Uh-huh. Um, and so we sit down, and you know, there's a lot of international students there and everything. So I sit, happen to be sitting next to this girl from England, mm-hmm. and I see this bartender, or not the bartender, the 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 bouncer, do the same thing to another guy. You know, and I, I see this happen, and, and I go, you know, because I, I just kind of stopped thinking about it after yeah. I had gotten in. So was this, uh, did he do this outside the club, or is this, like, just in the door? Well, it's, the the way that it was set up was, it was basically all outside, the, the bar okay. area was okay. all outside, but there was a walkway there, so I could see from the table I was sitting that was kind of, like, off to the right. Okay. Uh, I could see him, you know, I had a real good uh, view of where him. he's bouncing. Yeah, and, and okay. he did this to another guy, but he actually sent that guy away. Okay, he he like he didn't slam him up against the wall, but he just kind of like grabbed him at the shoulders uh-huh. and you know just shook his head no and told him to go on his way. Um, and the guy got kind of frustrated, but then turned around and went. And and I look at him like, well, there he goes again. What's <laughs> happening? I think I did that to me. And this British girl sitting next to me looks over and she goes oh he oh i'm like what it's like your outfit you're wearing athletic clothing Mm. and only members of the russian mafia (laughs) would go out in public in that that's kind of like their dress code (laughs) i'm like oh my god (laughs) 
<laughs> this is okay. Now I am officially scared because we didn't take like uh, a car or anything. Mm-hmm. We walked there several blocks, and so I know now when I leave this this establishment that I have to walk numerous blocks back to the the house we're staying. Right, and. I'm in the uniform of the Russian mafia. Sure, yeah. In yeah. Poland. And if you don't know the relationship between the Poles and the Russians, just think the Cold War. Yeah. When the Soviets took over Poland, <laughs> it's not a very good relationship. Right. You right. know, I mean the the divorce between the two has you know, it has been good. But you know there's there's lingering issues. Yeah, there there's some lingering issues there. They're not exactly on, on the best of terms. But so this girl that I'm sitting next to, she looks at me and she says, you know, to, to make things worse for me, she says, that's basically what you would have in the equivalent of you wearing something that the KKK would wear. <laughs> I'm like, you have got to be shitting me. Really? Really? Now I'm, I'm basically walking around the streets of downtown Warsaw. Yeah. In a white robe <laughs> with with the the white hat. And I'm, <laughs> oh my god, make this stop. <laughs> it's really funny because like I I've seen like your stereotypical television movie representation of someone in the Russian mafia is a tracksuit. Yeah, but it's you know something you see in TV and movies all yeah. the time, or even the uh, the one Grand Theft Auto game where you played as a as a, a Russian mafia guy. Yeah, he he wore the tracksuit the whole time. But it's interesting that that's actually a thing. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, like, oh, I assume that's true because of television movies, but, you know, I never, never encountered it in real life. Yeah. It's it, awesome. Yeah. It, it's and terrifying, those, I guess. Well, well, and the thing was that that really kind of displayed my ignorance of all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea that, like, this never, this concept never entered my mind. That, right, that right. This was an issue. Um, and a lot of the people that I spoke with there that were Americans didn't know that that was an issue. Mm-hmm. So, um, then what what ends up happening, you know, I make it back safe and everything, but the next day I look to my friend that's there and I said, okay, we're going to the mall today <laughs> and Josh is going clothes shopping <laughs> because basically uh, 90% of the things that I've brought to wear here for the course of this month, right? I cannot wear. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we went to the mall the next day. I got some, some new clothes. Sure. And, of course, you know, that meant now when I packed, you know, packing for a month, yeah. you're packing your suitcases pretty full. Yeah, absolutely. And so now I'm, like, you know, leaving, discarding <laughs> some of my, like, prized clothes or, or the, the brand new ones that I've just bought. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm going, wow. That this trip has really cost me more. I had no intention of changing my wardrobe when I went there, um, but that's what ended up happening. So, so did you uh, did you have any other encounters with Americans wearing like the same kind of thing? Did you have to like pass on the warning at that point? Like you have to go buy new clothes. Well, well, this is what I you know encourage people to do whenever you go and travel. You know, I mean you. You don't even think about these things sometimes. Like, Americans, I, I tend to think we just stick out like a sore thumb Absolutely. anyway. Yeah. You know, and Even just, like, the wearing shorts. Like, when oh, we went to yeah. Italy, everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's the Americans. Why? Because you're all wearing shorts. Well, Nobody and, here wears shorts. But there's the other thing, like, you know, it, being in Europe, you know, you see the guys wearing, like, the, the red jeans or something. Or right. yellow pants. And, so, and the, let's face it. These are things Americans cannot pull off. Like, we should not be wearing that kind of. We can pull off blue jeans. We yeah. do that really well. Europeans cannot pull off blue jeans as well as we do. 
you know it, it so that that's kind of the the, the, the trade-off yeah yeah and, and so you know your dress is gonna look like un-american right but yeah i would i would just say try to make sure that you don't look like you're in the russian mafia <laughs> when you're in a country that really has a lot of animosity towards russia yeah you know that's it, probably not a wise choice yeah but um so yeah that that was basically the the story with that um and uh yeah i, I mean i always look at this now whenever i go somewhere like okay what what do i need to do to to prepare myself yeah for, yeah you know any possible things that that could go wrong like being <laughs> you have to do a little uh, research on the local dress code and yeah, things like that yeah. beyond just what's the weather going to be like yeah. is this shirt going to set off an international incident this <laughs> yeah. time that's fantastic i wonder why the bouncer let you in after you know after that i guess maybe he figured oh he's not speaking russian at me i guess i guess he's okay yeah i mean my guess now he didn't speak english at all but I would imagine that it's fairly simple to probably understand what English sounds like, especially American English yeah. versus Russian. Right. And it was pretty clear that I wasn't Russian. Right. Uh, the only other thing, though, that I noticed with, like, people, again, the whole American sticking out like a sore thumb. Amazingly, I didn't that time. Uh, but was we, we would see people on the streets, mm -hmm. and they'd come up to us, and they go, you're Americans, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh God, what's this going to be? <laughs> and, you know, I remember specifically this one old lady came up to us and said, well, you're Americans, right? Yeah. And she's like, do you know my cousin in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, you know, there's this huge Polish population in Chicago. Okay, so now okay. all these, you know, people just think like, oh yeah, you must know my cousin. I'm like, I honestly, I've never been to Chicago, so I don't know. I, I don't know your cousin, but <laughs> yeah. thank you for asking me. But I, I, I will look him up in the phone book. <laughs> it's, it's a big country. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen it on a map. It's a pretty it's sizable a area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, good to hear that there were no lingering uh, repercussions on, yeah. your, on your adventure there. Um, the second thing we do is a bunch of silly hypothetical questions, mostly called from the internet. The first question is, would you rather fight to the death in a cage match, one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? You know, over listening to this show over the past few weeks, I've really given this a lot of thought. Um, and it's been interesting to listen how people answer this question. Someone said to me uh, the other day who had been listening, they said, um, it's interesting how everyone is definitively sure that they have the right answer but yeah. it's never the same as the person before them which i think is kind of exactly yeah. the point yeah. of the question so i like that well, a lot well here the the conclusion that i've made is that i think it comes down to your your physical abilities um say like things like like if you're very good at say you know sprinting like you know the mm -hmm. olympic sprinters um doing something really quickly i think the the one uh it's the duck size horse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The duck size horse would be good. Yeah. Um, I like to think of myself more as the endurance type person. Okay. Like I'm not very fast right out of the gate. Okay. Like I'm not very good at just like one thing. So, um, I, I would probably go for the hundred. It's the hundred. Okay. I would You're probably going. go for the hundred because okay. I think like that might be something that I could just like, I, I mean, I could not that I do this, but I could <laughs> go to the park and go just, kick a duck you could you know and and i could probably kick you know quite a few of them before they got you know at me in any overwhelmed you a bit okay but there is one thing with that question i'll say real quick um i worry about things like 
when I was at the beach one time, mm-hmm. I had a, a like a cracker, you know, one of those like peanut butter filled crackers. The sandwich things. cracker thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it like fell on the sand, so I just threw it out. And then one of those geese came by and the seagulls. Eating. Yeah, or the seagulls. seagulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. It came by and started eating the thing. And then as I like went out, I was going. I was walking towards the ocean. I still had like two of these things. Like, yeah. Snacking on them. And uh, then about ten of them, ten of these seagulls just oh, yeah. started coming at me. And so that was the one thing that I did worry about taking on the hundred. Yes. Was that you know if you got these little things that get really aggressive. You know, and once there's a, the blood in the water, so to speak, yeah, you're, you're yeah. in trouble. But, but yes. I still think it, it would, for me, it would have to be an endurance thing. So I'd go for the okay. hundred. Yeah. What is, uh, in your opinion, the greatest fictional vehicle? Um. Well, for me personally, it's Doctor Who's TARDIS. Okay. Uh, the time and relative dimension in space is the thing because, you know, you take a look at some of the other fictional vehicles. Uh, I mean, the Star Trek, uh, the the Enterprise, I think, is another great one. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, the TARDIS is able to travel through the entire universe, mm-hmm. throughout various times, go to different planets. Um, it goes into parallel dimensions. And you see these things maybe with, like, the Enterprise, because that would be my, my second pick. But uh, I think the difference with the TARDIS it's bigger on the inside. Like you, could, <laughs> you could have that thing just sitting in your living room, yep. and you go in and you've maybe tripled, quadrupled the size of your house. Oh yeah, it's got a swimming pool. It it's d- got like you know everything. Big you wardrobe. Want. Yeah, 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 extra bedrooms. You want. Uh, so yeah, I would say Doctor Who's TARDIS. It's definitely a good pick. If uh, if you were to found your own sovereign nation, Josh Land or, or whatever it was, uh, and then you were invited to the Olympics, what would the national anthem that would play as you did that victory lap with the flag of, of Josh Tovia? Oh, man. Or the entrance lap, as it were. Yeah, yeah. This is one, and I've heard this question a few times, uh, and, and I've been interested to hear what people have said. You know, there's a sense of me that really likes irony. Okay. And, you know, I consider myself pretty well, you know, I mean, I, I'm a, a strong American, but maybe O Canada. O Canada. Is it okay to use another sure, national Sure, yeah, you would be the first, but that's anthem. okay. Yeah, that's, um, that's you know, O Canada, because uh, it, it's it's just kind of unique. Okay. And, it's know, a good anthem, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. it's a little bit ironic. <laughs> but it's enthusiastic at the same time. It is. It's like that, you know, that, that start to it, the O Canada, like, I mean, yeah. that, that's that's great. I mean, it's the, the the problem with the American national anthem is the uh, uh, one. It's way too high of a pitch. Most it's hard Americans to sing. Americans cannot sing, myself included. Yeah, it's hard to sing, and, and that's I th- I've always thought is a problem with our national anthem. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Canada might have something to say when you're Canada walking around might. around that arena, but I yeah. think that's okay. They, they might get me for copyright. They might. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might cause an international incident. But you're familiar with those, so that's okay. Uh, if you were to acquire a very mundane superpower, so it can't be flight or laser vision or invisibility, something like that, but it improves your life, but it doesn't completely change your life, if, if that if that makes sense to you. I would probably want a really, really amazing vision. Okay. Yeah. Just you can, you can see really I well. I can see really well mm-hmm. and really far. Okay. Like I would almost say smell, but then I think about the negative side effects of that. <laughs> Um, you can't be within like a hundred miles of a sewage plant yeah, or anything like yeah. that. And and you know I've always been like like I mean I I, I have good eyesight which is great but uh, 
I've always thought like, yeah, wouldn't it be great if I could see like further away? Okay, you know, cause, like eagle vision. Yeah. Of, okay. Yeah, you know, kind of like uh, Altair and Assassin's Creed or something, looking for you know, like eagle yeah. vision or something. Yeah. Like that would be pretty cool. Sure. Uh, yeah. Or the ability, like, if I was standing in one place, to be able to maybe. Uh, see from a bird's eye view, mm. like that would be pretty cool. Okay. So I can see my surround, almost like yeah, uh, uh, you know, like our military and so forth. When they go in somewhere, they've got the guys on the ground, but then they've also got the helicopters up above, right, right. So they can, you know, their their eyes in the sky, so to speak. But if I could like have that kind of power, that'd be pretty neat. Okay, so you're on a little personal drone vision. Yeah, sort of. yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, if you were to take that power and then decide to fight crime, which fictional sidekick would you take along with you? It doesn't have to necessarily be superhero sidekick, just a sidekick from movies, TV, books, whatever. Um, well, I'm going to have to make another Doctor Who reference here. Okay. I would take Rose Tyler. Okay. Rose Tyler. I mean, one, uh, she's absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. uh, but she was just the most amazing Doctor Who sidekick. And and you know as much as I kind of uh like some of the the regular like comic book mm-hmm. uh sidekicks uh you know and Doctor Who's a comic book too so you know I think it works. Um yeah, she she's just pretty awesome. She's pretty badass. Good with a gun. Yeah. You know, she yeah. She can hold her own in a, yeah. in a, in a skirmish. Yeah. She's she's a good co- she's a good companion for sure. Uh if you could stop one invention from happening, what invention would that be? Um let's see. Probably why it's so weird since we already have like nuclear weapons, but I'd probably say maybe an advancement on the nuclear weapon. Okay, like something that. Well, you could go back in time and stop. You know, you could stop the Manhattan oh, Project oh, okay. if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go back in time, you can you can stop one. I guess I, I'd probably want like to prevent something from like in, in the future. Like I think like we've done what we've done. So mm-hmm. okay, but uh, to say like you know preventing say a weapon that would uh, wipe out not just a city. But maybe like an entire state, okay, uh, or no, potential- not letting them get bigger. So yeah, to speak. okay, yeah, like that. That would probably be okay. Uh, if you were to be dropped into a, it's a hundred feet long, it's fifty feet wide, it's entirely glass. There's some sand on the bottom of it, but not like enough to burrow in. Would you rather be loosed with a five foot tall, one hundred and fifty pound man who absolutely, positively wants to kill you, or a toddler with an AK forty seven strapped to their hand? Wow. Wow. Okay, so this thing is. What are the dimensions? It's, it's, it's 100 by 50. Okay. It's all glass, so it's all smooth. You can't yeah. climb it. And there's sand a little bit of sand at the bottom, just because you know walking on glass could be dangerous. So uh-huh. there's a little bit of protection that way, but a small amount of sand. I'm not talking 10 feet or anything like yeah. that. Um, I'm gonna go with the baby with the AK. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably rather have that there because you know, um, yeah, I think. I'd be able, well, I mean, unless that thing knew where the trigger was, I would actually hope that the safety was on. <laughs> you know, so well, I'm, you might I'm, be able to get close enough to turn it on. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of hedging my bets here to say that either the safety's on or the, or the you know, the, this, uh, this God, this is going to sound awful. Maybe <laughs> it might turn it on itself or something. And it's, it's um, you know, lack of knowledge on how to use a weapon. Sure, but, sure. You know, hey, if this is a game of survival here, I right? Mean, you know, yeah, yeah, I'd probably go with the baby. Okay. Yeah. Man, you are making me sound like a horrible <laughs> Today. I'm gonna go kick ducks. And then, <laughs> You're like, gonna kick ducks go and then a toddler. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, if you could live in any television universe, what would it be? Now, for if you're not you're not Fonzie on uh-huh. Happy Days. You're just in the Happy Days universe oh, okay. for, for for example purposes. Uh, I'm gonna live in the Star Trek universe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I just I find the setup of the Federation of Planets. Uh, really interesting. Like I kind of like um, some of the 
aspects of how they live, like, you know, especially among Starfleet, mm-hmm. you know, like someone's assigned to a job and they provide them with all of their necessities for life, mm-hmm. uh, that they would need, you know, food rations, housing, all that. Um, and then I think, you know, you, you could kind of learn a lot of stuff, a lot of philosophical stuff because, you know, Star Trek is pretty philosophical sure, in a lot sure. of ways, you know? Um, and you know, I think each, uh, each race of people, each each uh, group from the various planets, I think they all learn something from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Ferengis and their uber capitalism or yeah. something versus you know what I just said about sure, the, sure, the Federation. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I'd probably say that. And, okay. You know, it's it's uh it's just a neat kind of society, and I think it's it's also interesting to to see how they take all these different groups. Um, all these different alien races and not that there aren't conflicts, but how they also demonstrate peace mm-hmm. and how people can live together despite their very unique lifestyles and okay. beliefs and cultures. Cool. Yeah. Uh, if you were to take one of the cast of the Muppets and send them back in time on a mission to kill Hitler, which Muppet would you choose? Wow. I would I would say Miss Piggy. Okay. Because that would just be entertaining. <laughs> like I you know cuz you've seen those those uh bits of Miss Piggy where she gets angry and mm-hmm. she like chases after somebody. Yeah. Uh and and I could just see her getting really really angry. She does have she does have the rage in her for yeah. sure, for like, sure. Like like Gonzo would just screw it up. Yeah. Kermit would just kind of at the end of it, you know, oh, can we all be friends? Yeah, yeah. A terrible Kermit, but you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like Miss Piggy would be the one like really ruthless one. Okay, okay. Um, if you could have a year supply of one consumable item, what would that consumable item be? Could it could it be like a um not just one say ingredient, but like a sure a thing? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be any sort of. You know, if I was going to eat something for a year, yeah, I would probably pick tacos. Okay, because tacos, like, really, you can't hate tacos. No, every everyone likes tacos, and and it's great comfort food. Yes, um, and it's something that you can eat kind of any season of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it just fits. Yeah, um, you know, because I did have a, a time uh with a friend, we took a week long vacation to Ocean City. Okay, and he would eat nothing but pizza. Okay. And after that week long vacation, I could not eat pizza anymore yeah, for like a month. After yeah, it that, does. You know? It does kill it for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, are you are you a soft shell or a hard shell guy? Oh, soft shell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like to mix it up. Um, I have to have I have to have the crunchy and. The yeah, I might crunchy. if I was only eating that for a year, I'd probably. Or well, it's not going to be only. It, yeah, oh, just oh, unlimited yeah. supply. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I might want to change it up though. Sure. It's, sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, the final question, and, and my favorite, and the one that prompted the Muppet question, because people always say, you know, if you're going to travel in time, you really have to do something good. But if you're walking down the street, Doc Brown pulls up, throws open the door of the DeLorean, he says, Josh, I have this golden ticket. I'll take you to any concert you want to, any when, any time, any place. What band would you like to uh, to go see? Um, and when? I w- it would not be one band that I'd want to go see. Okay. But I, would, I would have to pick... Um, Woodstock. Okay, there's enough. There's an addendum there since okay. you picked Woodstock. Which, uh, which, what band is there? A particular band you'd like to see oh, perform Hendrix. at the festival? Hendrix. Hendrix. Okay, absolutely. Okay. Like him playing the national anthem. Yeah. Um, waking up early in the morning. And yeah, all that good yeah. Stuff. Like that would have been. I mean, and just the the whole thing. Like to say I was at Woodstock. Sure, like, sure. You, you know, those of us, uh, 
born well after Woodstock, right. but you know, I mean, even the people that had the chance to go and didn't go, like, yeah. you know, there's so many of them who like regret it. You know, back in the '90s, it was always that joke about, uh, I, yeah, I miss Woodstock. That's why I'm so angry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just to go to Woodstock, I think would be so awesome. And oh, absolutely. Now, now I say that now, but of course, you know, from what you heard from people that actually went there, yeah, you know, by day two and three, it was pretty terrible. Oh yeah, but, mud everywhere yeah, right, and all yeah. the craziness. But you know, just to see it though. I oh, think absolutely. Would be great. It would be a, a super spectacular thing to to be a part of. Uh, well, thanks. That wraps up segment two. The third thing we're going to talk about today, we we talked about, we touched on a little bit. Um, we're going to uh, have a little bit of discussion on the. Uh, most recent game of I guess the, it won't be the most recent after this episode airs, but the most recent of the Game of Thrones episodes um, caused a bit of a, a ruckus in that there was some big things happening uh, on I guess the, the penultimate episode, second to last one, and uh, it caused a bit of a stir online and, and in my in my view anyway. Yeah. So you're a bigger watcher of the show than I am, so give us kind of the broad without without re spoiling and getting people yeah. angry, can yeah. kinda of, kinda of catch up those who aren't a game of throners on, on mm-hmm. what kind of happened. Well, okay, so you know with the show that there's these different families and they're basically There's competing. like four clans or three clans. There's four major ones okay. and then there's a bunch of subsidiaries yeah, or, yeah. Or, or you know, minor groups I should yeah. say rather. Uh and they're they're all competing for power. They all think that they have the right to the the throne of sure. the seven kingdoms, and it's this fantasy adventure world kind of deal. Yeah. Um. And so George R. R. Martin has this thing for killing off major characters. Like at the end of the first season, the guy who who you think is like the major guy yeah. ends up getting killed. And then for the past two seasons, there's been this storyline that's been developing with one of the family, well, with all the families, but the one in particular that's relevant to season three, episode nine. Yeah. And in the episode that's been dubbed the Red Wedding, yeah. which was an event in the books, um, you know, this, this, something big happens. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not going to spoil it too much, but unfortunately, you know, the title Red Wedding, some characters were killed off, Yeah, which is, yeah. I think that that's pretty broad. I think yeah. no one could get angry for us for saying that. Yeah. I think, I hope. I well, hope. and I think, you know, that's kind of been out there, yeah. um, enough and, and apparently, uh, you know, and I guess we, so I, we're, we are unable to spoil anything for yes. the season finale because it ha- it's airing in about three hours. Right. So you haven't seen this. you haven't seen what happens yet. Exactly. So, no, but, you know, from what I've heard, uh, it's going to be pretty epic. OK. As well. OK. Uh, so but the thing is, though, that, that I think what I'd really like to talk about with it is this whole thing over the etiquette, the Internet etiquette the social networking etiquette yeah. on these types of things because you know uh, uh a friend of ours posted the day after mm-hmm. in all caps no spoilers right. please i had to go to work early and sure, i sure sure see it and then you know there were other which that's good that's fine sure um sure. and but then you know you start seeing these comments like i saw one on my feed somebody had posted something well i learned something last night all the people who haven't read the books yeah you know and i'm like really <laughs> do you have to be a pretentious douche about yeah it? Like, yeah seriously sure um, you know I, it's kind of like you know i have the the apps uh goodreads on my facebook and sure you know, it's it's uh, you, you kind of feel like 
uh, what these people are saying is, oh, you don't read, so you don't get it. Right, uh, right. You're not like, good enough to know yeah. about it already <laughs> like, because you're too stupid to read the books. Yeah, and so I'm like, you know, l- let's take out your Goodreads file. Let's yeah. take a look at mine, and, you know, let's see who's is bigger, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and so I'm I'm looking at it, and, and I currently am reading the book. right. You had you mentioned know, that before that you haven't yeah. caught up to the series yet. Yeah, to where they are, but you're you're getting there. Yeah, and so what's happening in the show is still new to me. It's still interesting, and yeah. apparently the books and the uh, the show do have some differences to them. Sure, you know it's kind of like with the Walking. That's Dead. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like in the Walking Dead, like I remember because I I had read ahead in those. Sure. And then and I had as well. happens, uh, you know, one of the main characters gets killed, and you know, and and everybody I, I saw on Facebook was shocked about it. I didn't yeah. make a comment about it. Right. Like, I knew it was coming. Yeah. But I wasn't gonna be that jerk that goes, oh well, you just didn't read it. Right. So although uh, the interesting thing with with that, and I don't, as someone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones, that like, you'll have to fill me in here on this, but with uh, with Walking Dead. Things that happen in like issue three don't happen until the second or third season yeah. of the show. So there's a pretty big gap in, yeah. in, in the in the storytelling that they just they kind of are telling their own story with yeah. the same characters. Is it that wildly varying in your experience thus far with Game of Thrones? Uh, from my understanding, because what they're going to end up doing with the show is one of the books doesn't really follow yeah all the the characters that everybody's gotten to know okay so it's like a diversionary book yeah, i guess okay. so they're so they're blending to my understanding from the stuff that i've read online is they're going to be basically making two seasons that revolve around these two books okay but it's going to be like half of one book half the other cobbling so together some to, chunks and bits yeah, of things so it's okay not like you turn on the next season and then there's like wait a minute what's the where did this storyline come out of yeah yeah uh, which you know so i think that works but then there are some diversionary things from what i understand okay now and the other thing is yeah people can go on the wikipedia page and find stuff. I have avoided the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. like the plague, sure, because I don't want those spoilers. Why would you? Wh- you know? Why would you want that? Yeah, yeah if and, you're enjoying the show, it seems silly. Yeah, and you know, and I think like when we look at the way entertainment and pop culture is kind of going when it when it comes to shows. I mean, look look at the things that Netflix is doing mm-hmm. with um, uh, what's the one Hemlock Grove? I think it's called. And yep. then there's uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. You know the the, the idea, Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, Arrested Development now, which just came out. The idea that people aren't going to see things episodically. They're right. Gonna, you know, they have the the entire season. They can watch it at their own pace. Yeah. And and I saw this article today on uh, NBC's website about how Game of Thrones, because of that Red Wedding episode, has just changed DVR, for example, or okay. how that's going to change DVR. Now, I think that's kind of hypothetical. Sure. Maybe a bit hi- uh, hyperbolic. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the idea that, you know, people with social networking and so forth and trying to avoid spoilers yeah you know how how can you because it's, the, it's almost impossible at this point yeah. to be totally honest if you if you have any level of being on social media it's impossible for you to avoid spoilers uh not even as far as um filmed entertainment goes but as far you know talking about like there's times when i've missed uh you know a football game or a hockey game and i'm like oh i'm gonna miss the first hour of this so you record it and it's like i i text a few people like all right don't text me don't tell me anything yeah. that happens don't give me like oh my god did you see it? just nothing and then i have to come home and like very 
quickly turn the TV on and make sure it gets right to the DVR so I don't get a spoiler that way. And you know, it's you're dancing around trying to get to it. And it's the same thing with scripted entertainment as well. That you just you have to just shut yourself out of the social media, or you have no hope of not finding out what happens. Yeah. Unless you watch a really obscure show, you know, if you're watching a you know, Walking Dead, as soon as something happens on that show, it's instantly someone's clicking it on their phone or on their laptop or whatever. Oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. And the episode's not even over yet. People yeah. are already talking about it. Uh, yeah, and uh, of course, you know, when you when you see those spoilers, I mean, it's really upsetting. Yeah. Uh, but then there was also something that I read with uh, like take for example, uh, Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. has a much larger viewing audience than Game of Thrones. Yes, um, but that's on basic cable, right? Uh, and um, uh, but then Game of Thrones being on a premium channel, yeah. There, there's this whole other element with it as well because you know the a lot of shows that are on the premium channels. HBO is the only one I subscribe to, mm-hmm. but you know there there have been some shows that on Showtime yeah. uh, that I've enjoyed, uh, but I didn't subscribe to the to the channel. I waited until those things came out on on DVD, right? And you so, kind of binge on it, yeah. And and then the other so the issue there is like you have these viewers that that are into Game of Thrones, yeah, and but they're not going to see the next season until it comes out on DVD unless they go online and get right. the pirated thing and apparently Game of Thrones is very heavily pirated. Right. Um, but, you know, but with, like, Big, Big Bang Theory, the, uh, those spoilers, though, you're not going to get the same level of spoilers. Right. Like, you know, it's kind of expected what Sheldon's going to do, how he's going to behave during sure. episodes. Sure. So somebody says, like, here's the setup, though. Yeah. And it's not going to offend people as much. And it's also a comedy so that the plot is... is obviously secondary to laughing like if yeah. someone tells you unless they go blow by blow through the joke and the setup and you know, the setup of the joke the punchline the whole thing yeah. you know there's a level of okay well it needs to be watched in order to yeah. get it it's not just like oh there's a wedding like well yeah and it's kind of like with the office like you know way back when yeah when the office i thought was still good yeah <laughs> exactly when jim uh proposed to pam yeah like you know had somebody told me that you know i'd have been a little bit upset uh, but at the same time, it had been like, well, what's going to be interesting with that is the way it happened. Yes. You know, if you tell me that, if I see that on online, because a lot of times the, the networks are going to give you that bit of a spoiler yeah. in and of itself. They're going to tell you, you know, this, this is the episode that Jim, the proposal and, yeah, you've the been waiting for yeah, comes yeah. this week on the uh, office. And, and the whole thing is about how it's done. Yeah. But that does not seem to be the case with shows like Game of Thrones. Sure. Where, you know, once you know what happens, especially if it's something involving violence. Yeah. It, 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 you know, nobody's like, well, gee, how did he kill him? Yeah. You know, nobody really asked that question. Right, it's, right. It's not about how it was done. It was that it was done. Yeah. So I kind of think that what we really need to do is we need to have some kind of social media etiquette on okay. these things. And, and we have the ability, you know, it's kind of like uh, with... Uh, you know how people will have book clubs. Sure. Um, start up a group. Yeah. Like have a di- a discussion board, and that way people, if they want to talk about it, they can talk about it. Sure. If people are in that group but they haven't seen that episode yet and they want to avoid that's up, they can avoid that. Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't look at the group. Sure. Um, but I mean, you're always gonna have those people that. Are gonna post things, and and I think ultimately, if you don't want the spoilers, you know, unfortunately, you have to just avoid yeah. the social networking, which can be very difficult if it's gonna be two, three days before you can get around to an episode, yeah, 
or if you're waiting for the DVDs to come out yeah. or something. I mean, it, it, so it's it's really tough. Sure. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it puts you in a real weird spot if you're if you're behind the game in that you're waiting for it to catch up to you and it's too late. You've already found yeah. out, and there's no there's no turning back to that. Obviously. Yeah. And and going back a bit to like those things with Arrested Development or House of Cards. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I don't think that that necessarily has the same level of uh, the spoilers and so forth. Yeah. But it is an interesting thing, though, to see. And, and I'm very curious to see how networks deal with this. Yeah. Um, to Because basically we're seeing this, uh, or we might see, this regroup of basically appointment television. Yes. Like, you know, there's that show that you watch on this particular night, mm-hmm. and it's almost like it was 20 years ago, like, if you wanted to see Friends, yeah, you know, you you had to be there when Friends started, yeah, um, or whatever, or shows from way back when. But so we might see something like that again, which which could be interesting in and of itself, which I think is going to be kind of weird with just the way people's schedules are right. anymore. But uh, on the other hand, we might go- see more of this kind of Netflix experiment of just putting them. Here's a whole season. Yeah. Uh, watch it at your own pace. Right. And it's interesting because with that, you lose a lot of the cultural oomph of, of the programming where uh, the Arrested Development is a good example. We talk, uh, Allison and I talked about that a couple episodes ago um, that, you know, the day it, it went up, I remember speaking, seeing a post on Facebook, be like, "Oh, I just finished it." Like they watched all uh, seven and a half hours at a clip, and they just, you know, powered right through it. And other people, you know, I've seen even as recently as a couple of days ago, "Oh, just finally finished Rest of Development." Here's what I thought, but there's no continuous time frame, so I might have finished it a week or two before you, and then it's hard for us to talk about it until you're done, and you kind of lose some of that episode by episode discussion and theories and, and projections now with the rest of development it's not the best example because it's a comedy but a show like house of cards where it's a drama and you might want to talk about like oh wow this thing feels like it's setting up for xyz or what have you and you don't get that because it's uh you know it's you've already seen it <laughs> you immediately yeah. click the yeah. next one oh well let me find out what happens click yeah. let me find out what happens click and then you know you're down the rabbit hole of six hours straight of a particular <laughs> program but it's interesting to see that uh, that return, like you said, to the to the appointment television, where either you have to sit down right at the time, or at least the night of, because if you don't watch it the night it airs, you're behind yeah. the game on Monday, and you're going to find out all. Or the if you check happen. your Facebook <laughs> during the episode. yeah, you you just can't check yeah. Facebook from the time it airs until you've seen it, yeah. which is an interesting uh, place that we've gone. That they always talked about shows being you know, quote unquote water cooler programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the water cooler now is instantaneous everywhere. It's Twitter on Facebook on on whatever. Yeah. It just happens immediately. Yeah. I mean, I bet I, w- I didn't look, but I would bet there were people who do YouTube videos for you know the people who are constantly on YouTube. I bet there was red wedding reaction videos within three minutes of that episode. Ending. The one that I saw that was fascinating, and I did post this. Yeah. But I did to to be fair though, in trying to prevent spoilers, yeah. I said if you have not watched this episode, sure, sure, do not click on this. Yeah. But yeah. it was. Um, it was uh, Hitler reacting to sure, the Red yes. Wedding, yeah. and it's that one. I I think it's from the the Valkyrie movie, yeah, where he's where, pounding his yeah, fist on the yeah. table, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it's it's that one that they use over and over and over, yeah. Um, but that it, it was great. I mean, I really uh, I, I got a lot of laughs out of it, yeah. Um, but also there's other stuff uh with uh with Game of Thrones, like I wasn't really aware about uh, of this until just yesterday, yeah. But all kinds of 
fan fiction that's yeah. written about it. Sure, yeah. And um, so stories like where uh, Rob Stark and Jamie Lannister, two of the like competing families, yeah. uh, end up becoming gay lovers or something. Sure, you know? yeah, like, yeah. So Slash fiction and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. yeah, so people have come up with all these side stories yeah. and, and whatnot, which I guess that could be neat. But, yeah. Uh, but still, it's it it is yeah the the whole water cooler thing. I think that's kind of in our generation that's kind of changed quite a bit. Yeah. Because in the eighties, the nineties, and so forth, the water cooler was the water cooler. Yeah. Uh, and now it being your your Facebook mm. or your Twitter or whatever social media you're using. Yeah. It it really has changed and it's made that that water cooler universe, if you will. Yeah. Um, far more expansive now because now it's it's everybody you know and even um, people you don't know and people you it's don't the, know. It's yeah. the whole world yeah. really and everyone who's watched Game of Thrones can can have those discussions instantaneously all over the place. That's kind of kind of an awesome thing. Thing, but also yeah. terrible if you haven't watched the episode. Well, it, it can be. It's like everything else. You know, it's that double-edged sword. It can be used for good or evil. Mm-hmm. Where you know, if you're watching a show uh, that that has some like philosophical background to it. I mean, I think like either Star Trek or HBO had The Wire years ago. Yeah. You know, and, and you could think or about the Sopranos these shows. Yeah, or, or whatever. Sopranos, these ones that had these very kind of philosophical uh, things about it. Um, and to some extent, even like Walking Dead. Yeah. And you can get into these very lengthy, very good discussions about yeah. what these shows say about us as a culture, as a society. Yeah. Um, so it can be used for good there um but on the other hand if you're just spoiling events that happen you yeah. know it's it's kind of you know it's sad yeah <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a jerk move yeah to, to, to do that well thank you josh for jumping in and uh telling us a story for this week's adventure pants if you like uh the program and you'd like to see more of it all you got to do is jump onto either stitcher or itunes and subscribe and if you're there and you'd love to take a second and uh, rate the show i would truly appreciate it because that helps me do more of this for you and remember kids wherever you go whatever you do when you adventure don't forget your adventure pants <laughs>